0: I mean, yeah, Ajax. Yeah, I mean, that's just so. so JT, had, so JT, are we recording? JT, the sound man, has two cats, and one of them is just so fat.
1: JT, our audio intern, has a very, very fat cat.
0: I've never seen such a fat cat.
2: <laughs> so, fun fact. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's true.
1: Thank you, JT. You're welcome. Entered. Yeah, no. So, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, she's fat.
2: Yeah. My ass is much fatter, but for so, sure. I
1: don't, I don't know. <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> I have a question accepted. for the
1: group that I feel like we did not quite iron out yet. Yeah, go ahead. Are we doing part two, part two? No, <laughs> Are I, we right, doing just, Yeah, what we what previously a, planned?
0: I guess, I, I, well, let's just explain transparently what has come to pass this morning. <laughs> Unfortunately, we as of now we have three episodes up on our various um, various platforms, and we're using the computer that we've been using to record has decided to take a big giant dump. Yeah, all over our hopes. We had five or six more episodes stored on that hard drive, and it is they're gone as of now. We haven't begun recovery efforts, so who's to say if that's permanent but we're assuming for the record for for now at least that all those episodes are lost in the digital ether which is heartbreaking which means that the part of like president surviving the zombie apocalypse only one part of that is currently posted (laughs) (laughs) the second part is gone so we haven't decided if we're gonna just try and recreate yeah. That ep- that's Wait, that sequel episode.
1: There um, is a future. There's a possible outcome. Where we have two part twos that might come to fruition so you can hear our hot take at the time of.
0: You're gonna be able to compare how different they end up being. Yeah. we have no recollection whatsoever of what we may have no.
1: said the first time. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So audience at home, please call in right, right tonight, now right now. Even though this call is not and you can call in with your idea of whether we should do part two, part two, or the other thing. Oh, oh, hold on.
0: Okay, breaking news, everybody. This Hello? is CNN Key Election Alert.
1: We, we are going to get a call on the, the
2: Aviator Hotline. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, I think that was Bulgarian. I think they were speaking Bulgarian. I not
0: So what did they
2: say? Nothing. Well, it's something. I don't know what it was. I don't know Bulgarian. You don't speak Bulgarian. No. Nothing. If it's not English, it's not words.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Complete satire, by the way. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Hashtag history.
2: What is up? Okay. Okay. Well,
0: but I'm going to think about... What we're gonna do? It's gonna be one of two things. We're either going to talk about the topic we were we had scheduled for today, anyway, mm. or we're going to
1: part two,
2: part two, part
0: two, part two, part two to the second power. Yeah, will the president of the zombie apocalypse part two or whatever?
2: If I could, um, if I, if please, I could please, please, please yes. JT Soundman. Yes. We, yeah, please, in audio intern. So I think it would be much behooving to us as a group, perhaps maybe very much if we waited on the part two in the yep. event that we can recover salvage part two.
0: So anyway, this week you're not gonna be getting part two. You'll get no something in the future. Thing. It's Ugh. just gonna be more delayed than we anticipated.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, so you'll really have to hang on to the edges. You of your really seats. have to
0: hang on Waiting to
1: We're picking up at Woodrow two. Wilson. You'll get part two, part two next Halloween, you crazy kids. Part two, part two coming pretty
0: so. so with that executive decision being made, let's do what we usually do and just talk current events a little bit. Yeah. We actually skipped a week, uh, given the current events, because personally, and to be clear, I'm referring to the election which has come to pass. I literally was doing nothing during the week that results were coming in. <laughs> I needed to, I was bit so behind on my schoolwork, which is why. I asked if we could take a day off because there was no way I was going to be able to get anything done on time
1: mm-hmm.
0: with any minute loss. But I literally couldn't focus. I, all I was doing was like refreshing the associated press map every five minutes. Even though it updates on you don't even need to refresh it. It updates by itself. But I was just like quixotically sitting at my computer bet- going between a million different tabs and a million different networks and I had CNN playing in the background and that was all I could focus on for the four days that it was going on.
1: Yeah, we, we wanted to ensure that you got the quality content that you expect from
2: us. And also we wanted to know whether or not we were in danger.
0: Yeah, we wanted That's to fair. foresee the imminent demise of democracy in the Union as we know it. So, forge, well, let me abstain from expressing a bias. Joe Biden...
1: Because <laughs> 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 we've never done that! <laughs> wow, we're, we're doing, doing that slides. now? <laughs> Fuck...
0: Joe Biden has been elected president of the United States. This is an extremely historic election. And I cried. <laughs> Tears of joy or sadness, you'll never know. But I sat there in my living room, and boy howdy, were, was there water leaking down my face.
1: I oh. cried. And also, the election ended. They don't have anything to do with each
2: other.
0: I heard my mom scream, like, downstairs. I was sitting in my bedroom. I heard my mom, like, scream. And I thought they had called Nevada or, or Georgia, so one of the less consequential states. But to be clear, I just—I I don't know if I should assume that everybody knows this, but Pennsylvania was kind of the hot topic because if that state had been called, it would have decided the whole election, and everything would have been over. Mm-hmm. And the lead that Trump had over Biden was narrowing like exponentially every time numbers were coming in. So I heard my mom scream, and I thought, you know, one of the smaller states had been called. But then I went downstairs, and she's like, it's over! And she was freaking out. And I just, like, stood there and processed for a second, and then grabbed my cat and sat down and cried. Which cat? Sandwiches.
2: Sandwiches? There's sandwiches and there's noodle.
0: Sandwiches and noodle.
2: And butter. And butter.
0: And, and Sunday <laughs> and baby cat. Who fu- And madam.
2: <laughs> Who And the motherfuck named these cats? I may. I may. Baby a.
0: cat was named by the- Individual in my life that believes coronavirus is fake. Right. That person that we talked about in an yeah. episode that might never be published now. That was such a good episode. <laughs> that was such a good episode. Oh, uh, JT's sad face. We're all a little sad.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's okay though.
1: Um. Yeah, oh wait.
2: You don't get that now. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, you're a fucker. JTJ. This was never explained. You're a sack of yeah. shit.
0: And we'll and we'll never explain it. We'll mm. never explain what this is.
2: Well, let me let me do it. Fuck you. you
1: don't have it. You don't have <laughs> There's it. no ice. You in don't there. have what it takes.
2: Yeah, I, I drink high coffee exclusively. I'll settle for <clears throat> cold, cold brew, but not no, that. Nothing not nice. that
0: beverages have anything to do with what the noise is. We don't mean to indicate.
2: No, that wasn't the ice. That was of a
0: acoustic phenomenon. That,
1: that was music rocks. Or was it?
0: <laughs> maybe it was me making a noise with my teeth. Ooh, <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> that
2: that, that sounds the, hurtful. Maybe that was painful. the moisture being sapped from my. Human man balls. Yeah,
1: I do that. I Rock often around. sap the moisture click from click our, click click our click audio click interns' click click man. Like balls.
2: claves. Click
0: Speaking of man balls and people who don't have them, today's topic was was going was going to be, is going to be.
1: Yes. Yeah. Women, mm.
0: who have disguised themselves as soldiers in American wars.
2: Mulan. Welcome to no, the that wasn't American war.
0: Oh. I'm the. Rust that accumulates on uh, cast iron from 200 years of lack of use. I May. Oh, is that not what we're doing?
1: No, <laughs> That's definitely what we're doing. Uh, I just want to look we're doing at you the, weird. The,
0: the truth versus a lie thing.
1: Which I is, think oh, which is also lie. not
0: explained to the audience.
1: I think that one was okay. a okay. lie. I'm going to call it now. I You'll don't think that's true. Wait, can somebody else
0: go? I need to think of mine.
1: Yeah. I'm Jerry, and I once shat on a toilet seat before sitting in it. GT, it's your turn. I don't like that at all. I don't like that at all. GT, what's the matter? you got to give
2: me a fucking second <laughs> you got to give me some time
0: <laughs> how long were you thinking that to yourself and not that was having, having any emotional shifts like i'm i, I have had no emotional like preparations
2: <laughs> um my name's JT and i one time had <laughs> anal sex in The living room, where my dad was asleep across the room. I hate this. Come on,
0: it's
2: your turn. (laughs) You were like, cast iron! Jerry's like, butts! And I'm like, butts!
1: It's your turn for butts.
2: (laughs) I like where this went. Dude, fuck the other episodes. This is all we need. This is great, Ugh. <laughs> Fuck yeah.
0: I once was mistaken for a boy and saw a man's ass because he started changing in front of me. I may. <laughs> Did we say our names? Wait, what? What? Stop. No, no, we well, have to we'll guess get to the guess end. The end no, I just, I'm, I just want to understand
2: what you said.
0: He thought I was a boy and started taking off his pants in front of me. Well, he took off his pants in front of me. Actually, that's perfect for what we're gonna talk oh, about
2: today. Oh, I was gonna say. All right, yeah, let's uh... segue. <laughs> <laughs> that's the sound. segues <laughs>
1: You just <Segway>, for... like <laughs> just have a speaker at the bottom. There's a guy with a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the way you can write a segue properly is you have to match what you're doing to the sound that the guy in your wheels is making. The guy in your wheels.
0: No, you need to nice have two people harmonizing but badly so that it's so dissonant that it sounds like a vacuum cleaner. Like you Oh that. my oh. god.
2: Okay, so they're like they're like doing a tritone but you're like, There's, like twenty cents it's bad. flat. Yeah. Oh.
0: Tritone but it's bad.
2: Yeah let's uh
1: nice.
0: let's let's move forward here.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, regular old Mulan story.
0: So, basically, yeah, America has had a handful of Mulans in its military history. Women, as we know, have always played important roles from the very beginning in American wars. I guess in, in any war, anywhere, really. Yeah. Typically, you attribute the woman's role to uh, the uh, not on the front lines, assisting in, by, by way of medical attention... Um, creating resources and being nurses and sewing and cooking and, you know, the the cult of domesticity type of stuff. Yes. However, there are a few instances of women who have disguised themselves to the the best of their ability to conceal their secondary sex characteristics to go so far as to put themselves in in the hostile situation of war. Psychologically, the amount of, like, courage, I can't imagine the emotional process a person would have had to go through to, to do that. In any, like, honestly, in any case, regardless of gender, just going to war is such a scary thing. And to be a woman under the threat of potential scrutiny, legal consequences of changing her whole identity to do what she thought was right. Um, Now, of course, there's a variety of reasons that a woman would have done this, especially in the Revolutionary War and in the Civil War is primarily what we're going to talk about. Lots of women disguised themselves as men to follow their loved ones into battle, their husbands most often, sometimes brothers. Um, And that, that that was, you could say, commonly the case. Other times women did it to get paid as soldiers for the money. Uh, and there's, you know, there's probably a variety of reasons that you can attribute to why a person would make this decision. So this is a this is a subject near and dear to my heart as a Civil War reenactor who portrays a male soldier, which is a conversation, kind of all by itself. The whole propriety of of, of taking up that identity in the world of Civil War reenacting, but it's based on fact, and I think it's one of the most fascinating things ever, personally.
1: it, it is real neat.
0: It is, it's it's just interesting. Back in the American Revolutionary War, so when we talk about women who disguising themselves as soldiers, most of that happened during the American Civil War, which I think is interesting, because I don't know what it was about the American Civil War, like sociologically, that caused this advent of women disguising themselves. But some experts think there could have been as many as a thousand women between the Union and the Confederacy who had taken on male personas to fight. From what I remember reading, I think there's about 150 names on record, like identities recorded from historical records of women who were discovered to be disguised as men. there was a woman named Mary Liverpool who worked for an organization called the Sanitary Commission during the Civil War, which was an organization that was made to create sanitary necessities and distribute them for the soldiers. And it was run by women. And there was a woman named Mary Liverpool who worked for the Sanitary Commission. And she firsthand saw the aftermath of battles and, and saw for herself instances of women whose bodies were retrieved and discovered to be female in men's clothing. And she said she thought there was about at least 400 women um, by her personal estimation. So a lot of times people say there were 400, like about 400. That's where that number comes from. Where the number 1,000 comes from, I don't know. I guess you're just cushioning for that margin of error. Because you know? the, the numbers that we proffer are only the ones that we know about. God knows how many women successfully disguised themselves and got away with it forever. And that information is just lost to the sands of time. We, we could never know. Um, But so, yeah, there's quite a few examples during the the American Civil War. As for the American Revolutionary War, um, you know, going back the previous 100 years, there was one particularly famous female soldier. Her name was Deborah Sampson. And she was this girl of humble origins from Massachusetts that grew up with no father. And I think her mother died when she was pretty young too. And she, here's the thing, this is when when you think about what does a woman, and you guys as men I think are kind of interesting contributors to this discourse because sure. this is probably stuff you would never have considered or needed to consider about your secondary gender characteristics. If I as a woman were to try in this, you know, in the, in the theater of war to pass as a man in, in these times, what steps would you have to take to, you know, conceal or even change your secondary characteristics enough to pass as a man. And in Deborah Sampson's case, she happened to be five foot nine, which was taller even than the average man back then. Mm. Um, She happened to have pretty, you could say harsh features. She wasn't typically feminine. You know what I mean. She yeah. had kind of severe facial features. She had a small chest. She had a broad waist. So she, the the genetic lottery numbers were just happened to be in her favor for this particular thing that she wanted to do. Uh, I think what she did was she put on the man's clothing and tried to enlist under the name of like Timothy something Timothy thing. I guess it doesn't really matter. But the first time it didn't work because she successfully enlisted, but then somebody saw her who knew her while she was doing it. So they reported her and she got caught and they turned her away and they, and she had gotten the bonus like right away and spent some of it. So she had to give the rest of it back. So that sucked. So she was told no, (laughs) like her first attempt failed. So then she disguised herself again, enlisted elsewhere, um, and then got in and served for about a year. So imagine how alarming it was for her when she got in battle. She got shot in the leg twice and had a cut on her forehead. And of course needed medical attention and was very afraid because this is the type of thing, if if this happened to you as a disguised woman, that would get you found out, of course. And you might think to yourselves, why is a woman, would she, you know, soldiers you could anticipate would undergo physical examinations prior to joining or enlisting, but those physical examinations were extremely cursory and often didn't even take place. Especially during the Civil War, there were times when the need for soldiers was so great that they would do, like, the most bare-bones minimum examinations. Hold
1: this rifle.
0: (laughs) You're holding it. Show us your teeth. How many fingers am I holding up? Okay, you're good to go. Like, that kind of stuff. That's probably a big part of how so many women (laughs) managed to get through
1: Sorry, you have too many teeth to be on the Confederate side of this army. <laughs> Sorry, you
0: can't have more than 35 teeth.
1: Not allowed.
0: You see, but I said actually, you needed to. They made sure you had teeth so that you'd be able to tear the cartridge. The cartridges were made of paper, and they would have the ball at the bottom and the black powder on top of the ball, because they were using muzzle-loading guns. Mm-hmm. So you need to be able to tear the paper tab off the cartridge. If you didn't have teeth, you couldn't do it. So that's a little fun fact. Um, And this is also how a lot of these, like, really um, cursory sort of pseudo-physical examinations or lack thereof is how a lot of people under the age of 18 got into the military, too. And because there were boys that were sometimes as young as 13, if you saw a woman, you know, with no facial hair and peach fuzz and a high voice and a smaller body, it wasn't unfathomable that it could just be, like, a young Mm-hmm. like a, a boy, you know what I mean? So that, that helps too. Uh, anyway, back to Deborah Sampson. She gets injured and has two balls in her leg and the cut on her forehead and she needs to seek medical attention. She begged her colleagues not to force her to go to the medic, but somebody put her on her horse and took her. Um, I think she got her forehead treated and then left. She, like, escaped. <laughs> and what she did was she, I don't know exactly how she did this, She must have gotten some kind of tool or something and she removed one of the bullets from her leg herself and then stitched it herself And then she never got the other one out So she just carried it in her leg for the rest of her life and it never healed correctly She Mm. just kind of had that bad leg So, but I mean, oh my god, what kind of badass The tenacity Yeah, that that is
2: big clit energy (laughs) Indeed Can I say that? Is that fucked? Is it okay? We've said worse We've seen oh, no, Jerry, not have we? like not like inappropriate, but like
0: we could just say big dick energy, but you don't like that you're not like I
2: don't have an issue with big dick energy, but she doesn't have a dick that is big sex energy. Yeah, I think to equate power figured- to the male sex organ
1: is.
0: Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Is, we can say big This
1: is some big genital energy. We
0: can just say she was
1: this a is strong, some
2: fat pussy strong energy.
0: powerful, independent woman.
2: <laughs> I like that one way better.
0: Fat pussy energy? Fuck
2: yeah. Okay. Ugh, oh, who doesn't love it?
1: Oh my god, that good old FPP.
0: FPE.
1: FPE? Yeah. FPP? What was I going for? Power, not energy?
0: Fat pussy power? <laughs> That sounds like a magical girl's parody on Adult Swim. Oh no! Fat pussy power. I don't like it at all. Don't give, I'm not suggesting anybody do that. Nobody that? I don't
2: will like search it. that. Regardless, Deborah Sampson sounds. But if you do, sounds Google, like a badass. It, 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 fucking amazing. It
0: sounds it, like really determined.
2: Yeah, honestly, pretty, like
0: pretty, pretty cool.
1: Sounds like a top. One hundred percent. But yeah, if you do GT wind up Googling the... that against our better judgment, like, maybe share what you find in the comments for, you know, yeah, for everybody's perspective. No, call. let's just call completely it.
0: forget about Fab Pussy Power, actually. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Everybody, forget, don't forget. Um,
0: forget about it,
1: like,
2: wipe it from
0: your mind the same way this computer wiped all of our previous episodes.
2: Yeah. So, like, you'll find it if you want it, but, you know
0: any case, what ultimately happened with Deborah Sampson is that she actually got sick towards the end. And this is towards the very end. I think this is in from, 1783. What, what,
1: was it from the bullet?
0: No. It was... I don't know exactly what she had come down with, but she had, she had fallen weird. ill. She had to go get treatment for it. And the doctor undressed her and saw that her chest was bound with linen bandages and figured it out. You know, put two and two together. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe at first... He didn't say anything to anybody kept her secret and just boarded her in the house with his wife and kids and she was taken care of for a little while and then when when he sent her back, he told her to give a note to her superior officer and this was somebody I'm sorry that I'm I'm blanking on the man's name that she had served under but she had been close with him in so far as duty wise, she was appointed as sort of an aide to him personally. Uh, Mm -hmm. So they knew each other well. And he sent her back to him with a note and she didn't read it uh, honoring his privacy, but she had an inkling that it revealed her gender and she was correct. So her superior officer or commander or whatever you want to call him was told, you know, she was exposed to him and she was nervous about what the consequences would be because obviously doing this is highly illegal and beyond that mm-hmm. societally condemnable, I suppose. But ultimately he, you know, had a, I guess you could say a tame reaction or it went as ideally as you as Deborah Sampson could want. She was honorably discharged and paid. And then when she went to petition for her to continue getting the the perfunctory compensation as a veteran, the state of Massachusetts honored her petition and continued paying her. At the end, right. so she was honorably discharged, and then got her petition for payment, and it, it uh, and it was signed by John Hancock, by the way, the man who, of course, is famous for
1: for for his, for his
0: big dick energy on the Declaration of Independence. Yeah, so pretty uh, amazing story with Deborah Sampson. Yeah, like pretty much a feminist icon.
1: Yeah, like guy, <clears throat> damn.
0: Yeah, the courage and the determination there's a couple other famous women that were uh, involved as soldiers in the American Revolutionary War and the other two again whose names I can't remember does I may ever show up to these podcasts with notes no um, more
1: notes than either I or the audio intern that's
0: true JT and Jerry never come yeah
1: we, we don't we don't pay JT by the way I've never been paid he's an unpaid no. intern I'm pretty sure he just like you know, drinks out the faucet a lot of times, and like, every once in a while he finds a spider, and that's his nutrition. Yeah.
0: You eat spiders? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: he's like a cat. They're pretty good. He, he likes the, the, the real hairy ones, the real big, juicy, hairy ones. Yeah, I, getting... I like him a whole bunch. Like a like wolf spider, right? It's...
2: Yeah. They used to call me wolf spider in uh, high school. Yeah, you know that's, that's that? true.
1: He's come around the hallways on all fours real quick and just charged people at random. Yep. Speaking of charging people
0: at random, there's another woman in the American Revolutionary War who is like really famous as just like an icon, like cartoon levels of like on shirts and like merch mascot level of fame, especially at the time. Her name was Molly Pitcher. The thing is, and I think the story with Molly Pitcher was that like she was around when the battle was happening and like witnessed her husband being killed. She literally stepped over his body and started manning the cannon in the artillery. Yeah. And like doing it herself. The thing is, we're not really sure if like Molly Pitcher actually existed. I think a lot of historians think she was legend. That was sort of like a conglomeration of a variety of similar stories that they kind of put together in this, like, mascot figure of Molly Pitcher. But she was, like, used on political posters and in campaigns, and, like, she became, like, the female Uncle Sam for a while, which is pretty badass. Okay. Yeah. I love that for her reel or whoever oh, she's yeah. based on. <laughs>
1: yeah. but that is pretty badass, though. Just like... Yeah,
0: I feel like especially in the Revolutionary War, we kind of got to acknowledge the varying culture in between different time periods when things like this were happening. And we're going to go on to talk about the Civil War. And it was still, you know, very deeply, domesticity was pushed as the standard for women. And, yeah, you know, like I things weren't...
1: I understand it was different times back then. But you'd think, like, you're fighting this war and you need soldiers? And, like... You can't access, like, half your population because no, 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 that's not allowed. People were so
0: irrevocably convinced on a mass scale that women were biologically... Like, it was an injustice to God to put a woman who is biologically and emotionally inferior to men in that position. Like, it would have been considered immoral. And then also you can speak to whatever speculatory ideas one may have about men f- living in fear of women being empowered in any way because of how that would usurp the patriarchal structure that had been perpetuated that was a big deal when things like voting rights were being discussed in, in between the 1840s and the 1920s it, it's such a long process in which men indirectly or directly expressed fear about how society would collapse if women were given any sort of power And so you could imagine that playing into people not wanting to see women armed as soldiers, you know? So I think there's, like, a variety of reasons, and they're all nonsense, of course, we know now. Yeah, it's just, like,
1: from a strategic standpoint, more soldiers is better. Yeah, from a logical utilitarian perspective, it's ridiculous. It's like, 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 damn, these people want to fight, just let them.
0: Yeah, I'm not, uh, like, 100% confident about how the military works now, but I, I believe, of course, yes, it works. women, well, women are allowed to be in combative positions in the military. I, but I do think that when appointments are being made, whoever, whosoever is making the appointments is allowed to discriminate based on gender, like, legally. It's not, it's not illegal to do that in the military even still. Um, and there, obviously there's a whole conversation about that and what, what, bi, what biological dimorphism has to do with it and the physical strength and the different standards that women are held to in the modern military as opposed to men with things like... Having different parameters for the physical examinations, and so on and so forth. Um, it's the same conversation that's been being had for a really long time for a variety of things. Like, should the women be allowed to play in the MLB? Of course they should. Yeah. But there, you know, but there's um, the persistent belief uh, that women can't measure up physical strength-wise. And I'm not even denying that. Men are, and I'm, listen, I'm not a biologist or physiologist or whatever kind of criterion you would attribute to an expert on this subject, but men are made of more muscle. They're typically bigger. We're not saying that biological dimorphism doesn't exist. Listen. But I I think women are undersold.
1: Even with that, like I'm a decently big guy. There's plenty of women out there who kick
2: like my to kick ass. ass.
0: Absolutely.
2: <clears throat> I don't think there's any level of dispute in this room about um, the biological, uh, I should say, physical integrity of a woman to be uh, quote unquote st- like physically strong enough and capable enough to to serve at war. Um, I think it's it's pretty agreed upon in the scientific community that men's bodies are are uh, I should I should say cisgendered men's bodies are, mm-hmm. are more predisposed to um, packing on dense muscle, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, if the right criteria. is... On
0: average, men are made of like ten percent more muscle by default or some such. Or mm-hmm.
2: some shit like that. But um, like Jerry said, there's a number of women out there that could absolutely just hand me my ass on a platter. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you work hard enough for something, you will get it. And yes. there are there are.
0: I think if yeah because of biology or whatever you want to call it because I think women may have to work harder but I don't think anything is really impossible when it comes no. to physical strength. No no. And I think women are, ta- are taught even in banal mundane walks of life to culturally to underestimate their strengths and I've pushed the idea to a lot of my female cohorts in real life to not ask for help for any mundane physical task by virtue of you being a girl. You know what I mean? If you need to open that pickle jar, you're having a hard time. I promise you it's not because of your gender. Like, I promise you there's a way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like...
1: <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> I've I've opened a few jars in my day that people could not open. Most of the time, it is simply because I ran it under hot water.
0: There you go. you got to get a little creative.
1: Yeah, it's like... You try to open it and it doesn't work. It's just like, boom, water. Boom. Hot. Hot, yeah. Steaming. Boom, hot. Did you say sticky? Boom, hot. Steaming, steaming. Oh, I thought you said sticky. I was very concerned. No. I was like, it's I think not water it jars if it's, it, it. Yeah. if
0: it's sticky, it's not water. If it's
1: hot and sticky, you should get your pipes checked. Yeah. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge.
0: Anyway, moving forward, I don't know how to segue from that. But the American Civil War... That was a sticky
1: situation. That was
0: a... There you go! <laughs> uh, uh, was a sticky situation. Uh, uh, in seamless.
1: Teams. Nailed it! There you go. Perfect segue.
0: Yeah. There's... So like I was saying earlier, there's a lot more... There's a prolific... Uh, prolific resource. There's a, there's a lot of women that fought in the Civil War. Yeah, I
1: mean, they all had teeth and could see how many fingers were being held up.
0: There's some stories this is a subject that comes i've seen come under a hot dispute by people who study the civil war or hobbyists or fans or reenactors or whatever because these stories that people tell about women disguising themselves a lot of people say they are fabricated they're fake they're mythical and there was only like two or three women that actually successfully did it and all the other numbers are like wanton, like irresponsible inflation I don't know why people are so eager to discount the possibility that there was a. a, a an admirable handful of like. <laughs> women. i'm keep i'm keep restraining from saying binders full of women yeah. binders called, full of calling back to mitt romney from 2012 y'all remember uh, that no.
2: buying a fucking russian wife like what is this shit i have binders full of women
0: there was oh you, don't, you don't remember the binders full of women it was such a hot meme for a couple weeks He's not back in 2012 in i think
1: you told me about this oh, did i yeah it was
0: just i don't even i don't even remember exactly the context it was a Romney versus Obama debate, and they were talking about representation of women in government, I suppose, and when Mitt Romney was probed, he was like, well, we did this affirmative action type of thing, and we literally got binders full of women, and it was just such an like, a funky, like, inarticulate way to explain that, and um,
1: not like, not like resumes or like, you know. It's just,
0: we just got binders full Yeah, of women. I don't know
1: how we fit them in there. They're huge binders.
0: <laughs> I literally saw women like DIYing enormous human-sized binders to wear for Halloween so they could go as a binder full of woman. binders full of women. It was hilarious. Anyway, enough of the callback to 2012. Go back to the callback to 18, the 1860s. Um, to, so to, regardless of, like, the emotions people feel when we hit on this topic of women fighting in the Civil War, there were definitely real women that there, that there are historical primary accounts who did this thing.
1: And if the Revolutionary War, with you're talking about Mary Pitcher? Molly Pitcher. Molly Pitcher? Possibly even fake women. What do you mean? Because you had said real women. And I was oh, just, oh, oh, Yeah. Ha
2: yeah. <laughs> ha. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> yeah. Sorry, I, for the for the readers at home, I scowled at Jerry immediately. Yeah, I wish I could you could have all seen
0: loud. visually that emotional shift that just took place. Yeah. Anyway,
1: listen, JT. Yeah. You can't be angry because I'm funny. Uh you were saying I Mike.
0: As a person who uh, dons Talk. the female disguises male civil war persona as a person who's had, you know, experience with this, I've dug into the topic and have examined historical records and have like come up with, there's some pretty incredible cases. One of my favorites is an individual who was named Jenny Hodgers and she, this this is tricky. Okay, so most of the time when a woman disguised herself and then was either discharged or got through the war or whatever happened in the end. She would go back to living as a woman. Deborah Sampson ultimately resumed living as a woman after the war and had children and, and so on and so forth. But th- here's an instance of a woman who disguised herself, got through the war, undiscovered, and then continued living as a man until, sh- until she was very, very old. Her name was Jenny Hodgers, and she enlisted in the Civil War in the for the Union Army under this under the name Albert Cashier. And this was a small person. What? Are you, what JT?
2: That's a job.
0: Yeah. Well, lots of most, last most names Most
2: Smith. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, but like, who have you ever met whose name was Dan Farmer?
0: There's probably a Dan Farmer.
2: Cedar. I'm sure there's a Dan Farmer.
0: I'm sure. I'm sure there's a Williams. It's funny. List. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's to make I fun guess. of someone's
2: last name. My last name's Quartermus. It's French. I don't know what it means. I um, found out it was French a month ago. I'm 23. Um, fuck of a... Th- but that's a silly last name. Last names are silly. I'm just saying, last names are silly. Deborah... Uh, uh, Albert uh, Cashier. <laughs>
1: I would say,
0: I don't know how to refer to this person. My point was going to be, it's tricky because since Albert Cashier continued being Albert Cashier after the war. A lot of people think this is an early primary example of a person who was transgender kind of before there was such a prolific discourse surrounding that topic. I don't want to like disrespect the legacy of Albert Cashier by misgendering the person. I just like it's hard because we can't ask Albert Cashier. Yeah. I guess moving forward I'm trying to say I'll say Albert Cashier and I will use he him pronouns but I'm but you understand the context here. (laughs) Yep. So Albert Cashier um, served for a couple years in the American Civil War and is one of the only examples I can think of off the top of my head or the only example where there was no discovery of the person's birth assigned gender so they succeeded and then uh, when people talked about Albert Cashier was like five foot tall five feet tall like little person <laughs> um grew up with an Irish immigrant family and had a little bit of an accent. And when people talked about Albert Cashier in retrospect, because he got a lot of media attention because when he continued living as a man, when he reached an old age, he started suffering from some mental degeneration. I don't know if it was Alzheimer's or dementia, but it was something where (laughs) he needed medical attention in a community living center. And when he was put, when he was there, he was dressed by other people and they discovered um that he was assigned female at birth and forced him to wear a dress and he had gone so long in his life without wearing a dress that it was difficult for him to walk in it and he was obviously not happy with having to do this mm-hmm. eventually i think at some point he tripped and fell in the dress and dislocated his hip and got some dealt with some serious medical complications and ultimately passed away and I believe I believe during the funeral service he was in the dress um, just like unfortunate because and and was buried in the dress Mm. Um, so you know his there, there was this sort of this this really irresponsible imposition of gender standards towards a person who was noticeably like obviously uncomfortable and had a hard time functioning under these conditions so it's a sad ending to the story but while he was living his life as a man, you know, he took several jobs and just, and just like successfully, yeah. I, I, I guess you could say, pa- I don't want to say deceived, but you know what I mean? But um, it's just interesting to me how he was able to do this for so long and it was only having to get medical attention towards the very end of his life that he was discovered and, you know, went through the Civil War. And I can't even, I don't recall if, if he was injured while he was in the Civil War, but if he was...
1: Treated himself.
0: Either treated himself or it found was. a doctor that decided not to reveal his secret. I'm trying to Google it right now.
2: Um, I'll be back in two shakes. You guys keep going.
1: Yep. Yeah. Bye. Do Do we want to? Because I kind of got to. I kind of have to use the bathroom, Dolman. Too, and it looks like you're looking up some stuff. Do we want to clap? Okay. Sync? We're back.
0: Can we actually? All right. <laughs> um. So, Albert Cashier, I just looked it up, during the war, traveled a total of 9,000 miles. Damn. Wikipedia says, other soldiers thought that Cashier was small and preferred to be alone, which were not uncommon characteristics for soldiers. So It's not the weirdest thing in the universe. I think a lot about how tough it would have been to like be on your period and be dealing with that stuff oh while my God. you're disguising yourself as a man. I can't imagine. Now, keep in mind, the conditions of soldiers were often so poor and they were often malnourished and... Amount of exercise and sweating was disproportionate to nutrition, and that can cause a person to lose their period. That that could have occurred, uh, but if you were bleeding intermittently, I've actually heard that a tactic that may have been used would the women would like steal bandages from the like medical tent or wherever there were bandages, and just like if you saw bloody bandages laying around, you wouldn't necessarily question. question it, yeah, because that was just a thing you might see. So that's just, like, a, a lot of things that might not occur to you if you're not a woman that women would have to deal with sure. in this situation. Thought, yeah. um, you, you, also, in the Civil War, they would use small tents that were called dog tents that, um... Listen, they were small. And you would pack, like, several soldiers into one of these tiny little tents. And they weren't even really tents. Like, you picture maybe four walls or an enclosed structure. Dog tents were literally, like, you pitch two sticks and then, uh... Horizontal stick laying across it and then you tie down the canvas and it's just like a triangle, you know what I mean? And you mm-hmm. sleep you pack like four to six soldiers underneath that thing like sardines So you would be in very close proximity, but soldiers didn't often change their clothes didn't often bathe Paid in the woods, you know what I mean? So there is just a lot of uh, Customs that were actually in a way helpful to, for a person to conceal their identity in that way. Yeah um, wikipedia also says that albert cashier uh, fought in or participated in approximately 40 battles including the siege of vicksburg during this campaign cashier was captured while performing reconnaissance but managed to escape and return to the regiment Damn. <laughs> after the battle of vicksburg in june 1863 cashier contracted chronic diarrhea Ugh, unfortunate and uh-huh. entered a military hospital, but somehow still managed to evade detection. In the spring of 1864, the regiment was also present at the Red River Campaign under General Nathaniel Banks. Uh, da, 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 da. So, yeah, uh, Albert Cashier, he was at the forefront of battles, where there was, like, a lot Seasoned of casualties. Better. Yeah, absolutely. Like, Albert Cashier saw some shit. Being
1: small might have helped them out a little bit. I was just thinking that. I was
0: actually...
1: Like, like honestly, like, in a battle of getting shot at, being small helps.
0: Yeah, really.
2: Smart target. Yeah, so yeah.
0: after the war, uh, Wikipedia says for over 40 years, Cashier lived in, how do you pronounce this? Sonnenman. And was a church janitor, cemetery worker, and a street lamplighter. So it looks like he just picked up a lot of odd jobs that men typically did. Um, he also got to vote in elections and later claimed a veteran's pension under the same name. Pension payment started in 1907. So he got to reap the benefits of being a man in society. Good for him.
1: Mm-hmm. Honestly, like, I don't even know if back in time of the Civil War, like it just seemed like being independent and also being a woman were not mm-hmm. able to mutually
0: exclusive. Yeah, so yeah, like
1: I can kind of like even if they weren't transgender understand why they'd want to stay. Absolutely. Like, they got yeah, used might, to a certain amount not of autonomy. Yeah, been
0: gender dysphoria. There's probably multiple cases of women that took on male personas just to reap the benefits of being a man in society. Sure. Yeah, God. like... Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I um, always
1: got used to a certain amount of autonomy and just, like...
0: God, imagine how hard... I can't even... I, there's... Obviously, there's a lot of disillusionment about gender inequality in today's era... I can't even imagine how frustrating it must have been for women back when you weren't allowed to vote, weren't enfranchised, couldn't be alone without your finances being wrapped up in a marriage that you didn't want. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff, I can't even fathom the emotional like agony Yeah, like... that some people must have dealt with. I mean, there was a lot of problems with, with, with society, so I guess yeah. Whenever, whatever era you're living in and customs that you've grown familiar with, you learn to deal with it. But, oh, man. Katie B. Stanton, and Susan B. Anthony, and Lucretia Mott, y'all had your work cut out for you. Yeah. So I'm reading some further. Apparently, there's a couple times where Cashier had some close calls with being sick and injured. I'm reading at one point he ate with a neighboring Lannan family, and he got sick, and they discovered his gender but kept it a secret. Then another time, this is 1911... A uh, cashier was working for the state senator, Ira Lish. What state is this, anyway? Like, what state are we talking about here?
1: The state. Illinois. It's Illinois. <laughs> yeah,
0: thank you, Jerry. <laughs> working for the state senator, Ira Lish, but then was hit by the senator's car? 1911. Oh. Hit by the senator's car. Yeah, there were cars, it was- but
1: it was probably moving, like, 15 miles per hour. <laughs>
0: Well, in any case, he broke his leg. A physician found out the patient's secret in the hospital, but did not disclose the information. So this is actually the second time he got discovered, and whoever he was with decided not to tell anybody. Hmm. I mean,
1: maybe he was really good at just being like, listen, I might not be a man by birth, but if you tell anybody, I will get you.
0: <laughs> You'll see how much of a man I am. <laughs> yeah.
1: We'll see how much <laughs> that matters.
0: Well, I don't know. It might, I, yeah, I don't know. Could have just been good old mercy. In any case, after he broke his leg, I guess that was kind of a permanent physical disability he incurred and he could no longer work. So he moved to soldiers and sailors home on May 5th, 1911. Many friends and fellow soldiers from the 95th Regiment visited. Uh, Cashier lived there until an obvious deterioration of mind began to take place and was moved to the Watertown State Hospital for the insane in March, 1914. So that, that was when his sex was discovered, and in this, in this case, like I told you before, he was forced to wear women's clothes.
1: Mm-hmm. And as we know from a uh, redacted episode, mental health uh, institutions back oh, in the day yeah, that were rough. We
0: talked about, what did we talk about, Penhurst? Penhurst, yeah. State, yeah. State, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, luckily, according to Wikipedia... Former comrades confirmed that Cashier was, in fact, this individual, and the board decided that the, uh, whatever, Wikipedia just says board, so I guess some important body of people decided in February 1915 that payments should continue for life.
1: It was the board of the state.
0: It was the state
1: board. Which state?
0: I want to see if I can find what the situation is with having to wear the dress at the funeral. Albert Cashier died in 1915 and was buried in uniform. Oh, he was buried in uniform. Okay, that's better than I thought it was. I'm glad for that. Um, The tombstone was inscribed Albert DJ Cashier, Company G, 95th Illinois Infantry, Cashier was given an official Grand Army of the Republic funerary service and was buried with full military honors. Oh, that's good. That's a it lot sucks better. that he had to go through that at the very end of his life yeah. in the home, having to wear a dress. But it sounds like the funeral
1: honored the things he had accomplished in his life. So, going through forty battles, like becoming who you want to be, and then just being like, "No, nah, sorry, that doesn't fit what we see."
0: <laughs> yeah, tragic. oh, my God. Yeah, but so really just a fascinating life and an example of a person really challenging gender mores at a time when that would have been particularly challenging and and during which you could face some serious consequences. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's another individual named Frances Clayton, who's another famous woman who disguised herself as a soldier in the Civil War. And I, I like this story, and this is one of the ones where people are in debate about whether her personal account of her experience in the Civil War was actually true. Because, of course, people are going to embellish their stories, and there's different accounts of the same events. That's, that's historicity at work.
1: Oral storytelling at its finest.
0: Truly. And written, well, written too. There's written yeah. memoirs that are questionable. Um, her name was Frances Louisa Clayton, also recorded as Frances Claylin. I'm just going to say Clayton. Um, she operated <sighs> under the alias... Bless you,
1: JT. Bless well, sure. you.
0: She operated under the alias Jack Williams. It, she was also from Illinois.
1: I mean, she could have just gone like Frances.
0: I guess. Well, I think you want to change it. I think you want to pat down the possibility of being attributed to your previous persona as much as possible.
1: Fair. I was just like, that. that name... Goes either way.
0: Um, she claimed to have enlisted in a Missouri regiment along with her husband and fought in several battles. I think this is one of the okay. cases where she actually witnessed her husband dying, but then still continued in the battle. And when people were asked about her as a soldier after the fact, and, and retrospectively, they said that she was like model man. She spit, cursed, gambled. She was a good, hard worker, a model soldier. So.
1: <laughs> she spit, cussed, and gambled. She was good in my book.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she, she seemed to have big dick energy, but it was actually fat pussy power. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> newspaper reports oh. indicate that Clayton served in both cavalry and artillery units. Her story became known and widely circulated after her service, though each account contains contradictory and, in some cases, dubious information about her life in post-service. I guess that's why... People are not sure how much of it is truthful. Um, several photos of Clayton, including images of her in uniform, are known to exist. However, little else is known of her. There's no official military record existing of her service. So that's interesting. But you can see... I've seen the picture of her in uniform many times. And when you compare it to her, like, with the types of, like, her in a dress, it very clearly is her. And she... I think this is... This is, like, the Deborah Sampson thing, where she happened to be a very tall woman... She had very defined, severe features, so visually it wasn't all too difficult for her. I also think back in this time when women were expected only to wear dresses like exclusively and it was like high sin for a woman to wear pants. Pantaloons! Pantaloons. Oh. I, I honestly think it would have been difficult for people to conceptualize what a woman would even look like in pants pants. I mean, I feel like that was something
1: a one-disguised
0: <laughs> woman had going for her.
1: People just identified what gender you were based on your legs. Oh, I can see both of them. Man. <laughs>
0: Whereas, I guess they thought if you're a woman wearing a dress, your body's just shaped like that.
1: Yeah, people... Listen, back in the 1800s, I almost said 18th century, which would still kind of apply, women only had one leg, and that's why they wore dresses, to hide a that fact.
0: One big, like, bell-shaped oh. uh, lower yeah. appendage. Oh, just a huge on. Thing. Fuck. <laughs> Moving on. Sarah Emma Edmonds is another high-profile woman who served as a man in the Union Army. This is one where she published her own memoirs about her experience and it's a, a like the Francis Clayton thing in hot debate about how much of it is truthful, how much of it is embellished. She kind, she I think She was a soldier, spy, kind of did it all. Kind of went around in her male persona and even dated a woman at some point. And she wrote that that woman was, like, devastated and desperate when their inevitable breakup (laughs) occurred. Oh, no! Yeah. (laughs) Um, So... Yeah, the, I'm looking at Wikipedia now. She enlisted in company F, the 2nd Michigan Infantry in 1861. On her second try, she disguised herself as a man named Franklin Flint Thompson. Um, she also served as a male field nurse, participated in several campaigns under General McClellan. I don't know if y'all remember what I said about McClellan. He was one of, he was a very popular general in the early Civil War. But not great at what he did. Yeah, got fired because never did anything. <laughs> yeah, all he did was drill his soldiers and then never actually made any decisive moves
1: (laughs) hold this position (laughs) uh
0: include so while she was serving under general mcclellan um she participated in the first and second battle of bull run in the battle of Antietam, in the peninsula campaign vicksburg fredericksburg (laughs) and others so she saw a fair share of action Um, Edmund's career took a turn during the war when a Union spy in Richmond, Virginia was discovered and put before a firing squad and her friend James Vesey was killed in an ambush. She took advantage of the open spot and the opportunity to avenge her friend's death. She applied for the position in the guise of Franklin Thompson. There is no proof of her military records that she actually served as a spy, but she wrote extensively about her experience in disguise during the war. I think I seem to remember I read her book, but it was a few years ago, so I don't remember very vividly. I feel like she talked about when she was a spy, she disguised herself as a woman. Like, she was a woman disguising herself as a man disguising herself as a woman.
1: My goodness. All the soldiers are just like, you know, I hate to say it, but you do look like a woman. Oh, fuck you.
0: I'm I'm a dude
2: playing a dude disguised as another
0: dude. As I'm skimming through some notes here, one disguise, this page says, required her... God, this is bad. Required her to use silver nitrate to dye her skin dark, and she wore a black wig and walked into the Confederacy disguised as a black man by the name of Cuff. Yikes. (laughs) (laughs) I
2: I don't like it. I don't
0: like it. Another time, she entered as an Irish peddler by the name of Bridget O'Shea, claiming that she was selling apples and soap to the soldiers. You just, really, it's a power play to, like... Defy your gender and then use it to your advantage exactly when it is needed.
2: God, yeah. In, yeah.
0: in the position you acquired originally defying it. Like, crazy. Turning yourself inside out like that. Oh my gosh. Again, she was posing as a black laundress working for the Confederates when a packet of official papers fell out of an officer's jacket. She returned to the union with the papers and the generals were delighted. Another time, she worked as a detective in Kentucky as Charles Maybury, uncovering a Confederacy agent. So, you know, again, we don't know how much of it is true, but if it's true, my goodness,
1: what a life. Yeah. For sure. Um, trying to find... And, I mean, it would kind of make sense for there to be no military record of a spy as well. Because then it's like, hey, plausible deniability. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, oh no, we don't have any record of that person. No, they're not a spy. Nothing here. Mm-hmm.
0: It looks like at some point she sustained a severe... Industry, uh, industry injury. <clears throat> she was thrown into a ditch by her mule while she was riding oh. back to the brigade. Um, so she abandoned her duty in the military, fearing that she would be discovered. I guess she preferred to just be a, a an abandonment case. What do you call
1: that? Desertion. Yeah, thank you. Desertion. No, I couldn't think of that
0: word. Um, she checked herself into a private hospital, intending to return to military life when she had recuperated. But when she was recovered, she saw posters listing her as a deserter, so rather than return to the army under another alias or as Frank Thompson, risking execution for desertion, she decided to serve as a female nurse <laughs> in Washington, D.C. She literally just killed her, her man-self. <laughs> she said, no, you know what? Never mind. I'm not going go to get. to We're going to find this guy! <laughs> I don't know. For some reason, that's funny to me. She said, I could possibly go to jail if I return to being a man, so I'm just going to no, I- be a woman. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and when soldiers were asked about her in retrospect, same story. They said she was a good soldier, did her job well.
1: Spit, cuss, and gambled.
0: I don't know if she spit, cuss, and gambled. She might... I think Francis Clayton was unusually boisterous for a woman in this position. I feel like the more typical case was like being quiet, keeping yourself. When I'm in a reenactment, I like try to be quiet, because if you've attained immaculate aesthetic um, androgyny, or even better than that, masculinity, second you open your mouth and your girly voice comes out, that can give you away. And it is, mm-hmm. I can tell you firsthand, it is stressful when you're like having to talk. So when they line us up in the ranks to do certain formations, they have you count off in order. And they call it, well, it's counting off in twos. And then when they get to me, if I'm like by myself, I'm like, fuck, I, you have to shout. And then everybody around me would hear my voice. And then even if I look the part, they might go, oh, that's
2: a girly voice, it's a girl
0: yeah but like and I'm revealed
1: uh, are they gonna like be like
0: uh, well no they can't no, they're, right? not, they're not gonna do that but I want I want to trick everybody you know what I mean mm-hmm. like I don't wanna be found out that it would it would destroy the theater of it all and it would that with my immersion cause if I were actually in that position I mm-hmm. would be scared shitless if I like had to shout and it try you try to do what you can with your voice to make it sound manly but there's
2: only so much you can do can you give us a man voice
0: I can do it but I don't want to please no for the viewers no, there are no listeners. Readers. Yeah, no. For the listeners, it's hard. I have to like you have. What I do is like
1: Chat, channel your her Caitlin. <laughs>
0: uh, what? Caitlin does a, an amazing thing with her voice. Y'all don't know who Cait. We, we can talk about this later. What I do is <laughs> so we're gonna start talking about a person that nobody
1: listening knows.
0: Um,
1: I, I want to turn Caitlin into a cryptid of the podcast. Just we just mention creature. and never give any backstory on. What? Yeah. Caitlin can breathe fire.
0: True. I've seen her do it.
1: Okay.
0: Any case, what I do is like, here's the thing women tend to talk more with their like, noses. Yeah, that makes sense. The way that we direct Maybe. air, it tends to, you, it the air is directed more of the upper parts, you know what I mean? Rather
2: than with your chest.
0: When men speak, it's less with their noses and, ma- like, throats and more from, yes, from the yeah. chest. It's, like, located lower. The centrality different. of air, it's, like, different. I
2: usually talk from my mouth.
0: Oh, it doesn't right, ultimately listen, come out of your mouth. Yeah.
2: You can watch your ass next time you open that mouth. I
1: don't talk with my
2: ass, though.
0: Yeah, so when I try to change my voice, it's like me trying to push it down more into, like, my chest. It's difficult to describe, and what I actually- Singers get it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Glad that all the singers out there understand what I'm saying, because I barely understand what I'm saying. I can do vocal exercises. I do this thing where you're supposed to, like, hum with your mouth closed, Mm. and if you hear, if you feel your lips buzzing, Mm. you're directing the air incorrectly. To Like, if you want to make your voice deeper and push it down, you want to hum so that you don't feel your lips buzzing. So I do that, and then I, like, tip my head back slowly because it stretches out your vocal cords. And then when, you're, when you begin talking afterwards, there's, like, a noticeable pitch change in your voice. So, like, I do that before going
1: to reenactments. You know, like, hearing you talk through the process is helpful, but I feel like, you know, hearing you do it would even more so elaborate how yeah, so I it's done. Right? I don't
0: know if I can do it right now. I would need to, like, physically prepare. Like, I'd have to do the exercises and I'd have to, like, practice. Yeah, let's,
1: let's go. I'll do,
0: I'll do a cartoony. So, there's a voice actress that I modeled my initial attempts after named Tara Strong, who has, uh, yes. ha, has voiced male characters. Timmy Turner. Th- that you wouldn't... Well, Timmy Turner sounds like... <laughs> Gilbert Godfrey took a of helium. <laughs> But, like, she... but True. I was actually more... There's this used to be this cartoon called Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends that mm. yeah. us older Zoomers watched in our childhood. And there was a character that was the brother of one of the main characters named Terrence. Or I can't even remember what his name is.
2: And he talked like this. Like, this insane
0: West Coast, like, raspy young teenager voice. And I didn't know it was Terrence Sean voicing him until I was, like, specifically looking up female on, voice right. actresses who have voicemail characters to, like, figure out what I could do. So, that's sort of the... Jared's voice of, like, yo, in Malaysia is, like, a parody of what I try to do with my
1: voice when I go to reenactment. Listen, that, like, kind of works, so. though.
0: I've gotten by... I have had at reenactments conversations with people that did not know that I was a girl. So, I guess since it... Whatever I do it works on some people. Some people you can just never fool. Like, some people glance at me and just know. And listen, y'all, I do... the. I, my hair is, like, cut, like, shaved at the back of my neck, short, when I go to reenactments. I do the chest binding, sleep on the ground so I get dirt all over my face, and everything. Like, I do the most that I can. And there's just some people that will just look at you and just know. Which is really frustrating. They're like my arch archnemeses. But there's some people that... Like this one time, I was having a conversation with a guy who's our age. And sometimes when I'm talking to people, I'm like trying to figure out if they know. I'm trying to figure out if they figured it out. And this individual... We started... For some reason, we started talking about... It was because I asked how old he was. And he asked how old I was. And I said, guess. And he was like, "Oh, uh, 16. And I was 20 at the time. <laughs> so I said, no, I'm 20. So and he was like oh dude I'm so sorry I mean listen like I my voice didn't crack until I was like 17 and like I still everybody thought I was like 13 until I was this age like he started talking to me about like male puberty (laughs) and I was like oh this is funny and I usually don't ever say anything like I usually let people die thinking I'm a boy if I can but this is one time I like I had to have the satisfaction so I was like I'm gonna tell you something I'm going to tell you a secret. I don't know like if it's actually a secret, but I'm going to tell you. I said I'm like not a guy. And he sh- he just like looked at me for a second and then his eyes got huge and he covered his mouth and was like, oh, "I'm so sorry." <laughs> <laughs> like, he was so mortified. I was like, "No, you made my week." <laughs> so,
2: Great. This That's is the so best good. thing ever. <laughs> like, you should um you should start death growling. Yes. <laughs>
0: you wanna explain One. you want to expand on that?
2: Oh, uh, uh, yeah, so, um, for the listeners at home who know what death metal is, I'm not gonna go n- into it. Um, for those who don't, um, uh, a vocal element very present in death metal is not so much melodic vocal elements, you know, you're not gonna, oh, or some shit like that, uh, well, maybe a little bit, some, some Demi or some, like, symphonic shit, regardless, um.
0: Whatever makes you happy.
2: Yeah, no, honestly, um. But, so, death growling is where you, you, it's a form of um, what's referred to as harsh vocals, although it really shouldn't hurt, really shouldn't be bad on your, on your throat. There are good ways to do it, and bad ways, but you basically, technique you, you, you plummet your, your vocal pitch as hard as you can, and then you, you use sort of like the false chord, you, you sort of create a false vocal chord. With, your, with mm. your folds and... It's like very low. And it's it's honestly not very loud. Like people think you're yelling mm-hmm. when they hear it on like a record. Or t- but it's, but it's all not, the louder it is. Loud. not at all. Yeah. Not. You do a... Yeah. That's it. That's it. It's so quiet. But you should do that.
0: Do you think that would help me? I, I think
2: it would help so much. No one would know.
0: Maybe I'll have to... <laughs> I'll have to look it up to try that.
2: You know how many fucking death metal bands are like actually... Um, like fronted by women, and people yeah? have no idea.
0: No God way, yeah.
2: God, yeah. Look up Arch Enemy. Um, great example. Uh, two women actually fronted that band, not at the same time. But um, oh. um, Angela Gosso was the first one, um, and uh, Alyssa Alyssa White Glues. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. I'm not gonna butcher it further. But yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Just like whatever the sound off. Uh, what do you What do you say for your sound off? When they're, when they're inviting you to, to, to speak in that line, you have to... When you're counting by twos. Yeah. What do you, how does that work? What do you have to say?
0: One or two.
2: One or two? Yeah. One. 2 Two. two. Don't go up. If you go up, they'll know. One. Right. Just keep it super... You can go in the middle. Two. One... You could stay in the middle. Oh, yeah, want. yeah, yeah, yeah. We just straight up. don't know, think no. anybody would be
0: alarmed for it to sound like that. It's your turn. I don't know how to do it. You didn't, t- you okay. said, you, know, like, you said make one big okay. vocal chord. That doesn't explain how it's done. Okay,
1: can you like, do like a growl? Just talk while you're
2: doing that. No, no, like, no. Not like this. Sound like a fucking goblin. <laughs> Although that you could do this a fair You could do that too if you wanted.
0: Hail Satan!
2: Yeah, some shit like that. What, for sure. what am I
0: doing wrong? Please coach okay, me through okay.
2: this. <clears throat> okay, so we're gonna start right here. Make this pitch okay. for me, please, whatever note this is. This is that uh, note. Okay, I'm gonna meet yeah. you at your pitch, whatever your pitch is, so. Uh, you made that note, go ahead and make that note for me, please. No. No. Get it to where you're nearly making a vocal fry. Turn into the grudge girl. No. Now push a little bit. There should be. You should. Can you make your voice raspy It's starting to at all? hurt. That's not supposed to happen, right? Not supposed to hurt. No. It's it me. should feel. It should feel like you're maybe wearing your neck a little bit, but it shouldn't. Hurt. shouldn't feel painful.
0: There's just Jerry in the background. Turn <laughs> into <laughs> the grunge
2: girl. That's what you gotta do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ever, well, I was doing, you doing that. I
0: was told that it was incorrect. Yeah, I've seen the
2: grunge.
1: It shouldn't hurt. It should just be like a, a gargle almost. Kind of, sort of.
2: Can you grunt? Make a grunt for me. Mm. Mm. No, okay. uh, 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 uh. like <laughs>
1: a... Uh, Listeners, this is
2: the most entertaining no, thing okay. to watch
1: right uh, now. Uh, uh, uh,
2: no, hold it. Uh, okay, now make it a little lower. Uh, uh, <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm I'm picturing the sound wave in my mind right now, and it's just like brick. It's just no, it's really
2: not. It's not that loud. Uh, it's
0: pretty loud. It's actually kind
2: of loud. Uh, Do it. Okay. Grunt again. Uh, uh, I this. Uh, uh, uh. Now hold it. <laughs> Hold
1: it! Come on! I I can I can look over and it's just like you're you're putting in effort, but you're also really bemused by what's going on. So Uh, like,
2: okay, we're gonna go at 120 beats per minute. Ready? Okay. I got the tapping. It's okay.
0: They're not allowed to tap.
2: No, I'm gonna do the tapping. Okay.
0: God.
2: (laughs) Now on every accented beat. Grunt. Every other accented beat grunt. I'll grunt on the ones that you don't. Ready? Okay. So alternate with me. Okay. When do I grunt? You don't.
0: <laughs>
2: grunt on every third <laughs> you, beat. You
0: should Sat.
2: Grunt on every fifth beat! Make a polyrhythm! I'll fucking come in my pants, dude. Swear to god, moving on. <laughs> you missed so many this counts. Is really hard. <laughs> okay. Uh, I didn't do uh, it on the accent you, sorry. did it on the We're gonna not count for it. I'm gonna grunt. You're, gonna, you're just gonna repeat after me, okay? <laughs> Go
1: ahead. Uh, uh, uh. Come on! <laughs> Stop enjoying yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking grunt! <laughs>
2: I love you. Just Just wait (laughs) until. All you had to do was wait. I think
0: I'm going to grunt when I want to, actually. Okay. Stop! (laughs)
1: Interrupt interrupt
2: his grunting with your grunting. Go ahead. Uh, 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 Can you make it even a little lower? You're doing great, for the record. uh, uh, Okay, now say one or two while grunting.
0: One!
1: There, did I do it? That's not So, So. Three!
2: <laughs> fuck, there's no three
1: counting in twos! No. So two,
0: Because why, when you left ah, base and you. the twos step up, well, One, what
1: does threes do? So Two! Uh,
2: Buckle my shoe! John Jacob, Jacob Lover's yeah, my name is-
1: His name is my name No! no. His name is and my name too! Sorry. My, my Sorry. name is Jacob, you going to a sprint, That's me!
0: You're making fun of me? Yeah. I'm just. I think you're, I'm doing you're okay. You're
2: doing very good. Okay, here's what we're going to do, I'm not just, just to you compliment, compliment you and see how well you're doing exactly. I'm going to lead up with the, judge. I'm going to do that first part, and then we get to his name is my name too. I'll jump into my higher fry, and then you can do the lower one, and we'll see how that sounds, because I'm really excited to see what that's like. Ready? Here we go. Three, two, one, starting. Sick. We're so hot. I don't know what that sounded like, actually. I'm really curious to see what that sounded like, like, in hindsight. I love where we've gotten. How
0: it. long has it been?
2: Probably at least 10
0: minutes. <laughs> I mean, the whole time since we started.
2: Oh, well, we have about almost an hour and 20 minutes, but we did take a break for, like, <laughs> five. Guy, well, how
0: are you guys feeling?
2: I could, you know, you have I... A, yeah, is anybody mm, any questions?
0: have any questions about anything we talked about today?
1: Ah.
2: Any, no.
0: Any comments? A lot
1: of, lot of badass ladies today. There,
0: we covered a very small, very small amount. sure. I said 150 earlier, and then I was looking at some Wikipedia stuff, and okay. the Wikipedia said 250. Listen, lots of examples of American Milans, and international, there's actually Milan. Women disguising themselves as soldiers, pirates, doing that gender-bending, progressive-ass, bad-ass shit Shit. I encourage you to do research on your own because it's such a big concept that we could not possibly have comprehensively
2: covered. Please,
1: please share your stories that you find in the below. tell us in about how you disguised
0: yourself as a man to join the, civil, the American Civil
1: War. Yeah, exactly.
2: Please. Before we dismiss ourselves... Truth or we false? To reveal, right. Well, we have to guess first, right? <laughs> um, We can. All right.
0: Jerry, yeah. I... <laughs> I want to... You said you came up with it spur of the moment, so I'm thinking it was a lie, but I'm going to go ahead and say true just cuz I want it to be true.
2: Yeah, I also <laughs> think that you may have done that. I'm going to say you didn't. You're going with false. I'm going to I'm going to go with false.
1: Well, then you guys have covered all your faces. So one of you is correct. Right. Which one of you thinks you're correct? I about? think
0: no, I think JT's correct. I don't think you actually wait. You you think it was I don't true. think he did. I don't think you did either, but I'm just going to say you did.
1: Oh, I definitely did. I was super <laughs> drunk. And like, I was like prepping, <laughs> I was prepping to sit down on the seat and I was like, I was like DEFCON one, like it was happening. Mm. And as soon as I bent my knees, my brain was just like, now. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking <laughs> sick. And uh, yeah, that happened. Um, you heard it here first, folks. Wow.
2: Who are we doing next? Me or I, may? Uh, Well,
1: I was, I said mine last.
2: Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. Yours is true. Wait, what was yours again? Um, that I had anal sex in my living room while my dad was asleep across the room.
0: That sounds really specific, so I'm gonna go with true. Yeah.
2: You've told me that story before. <laughs> JT, you've told me that story before. I don't, I don't know who i tell what. Cause does you were under a blanket.
0: Does your dad...
2: No? Yeah. No! Hey dad, just so you know, I butt fuck thought out. you were
1: asleep in the room. Why the fuck Papa Tom, know? I hope you're listening to this. Oh,
2: me neither. Uh, oh, but my, yeah, you were under ahead. a blanket,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that story before. And he was under his
2: eyelids, so. Yeah.
0: Did you think at the time, this is a great idea, I can't wait to tell people later that I did this in front of my dad while he was Fuck living. yeah. Oh,
2: Do okay. you know how many times- no, It was a
0: part of the experience.
2: Listen, I don't enjoy having casual sex. Yeah. You know how many times I've had casual sex Just that for month? the story?
0: Oh, okay. No, I don't know how many times you've done that.
2: Okay. But apparently- uh, At least like
0: That's something that occurs to you.
2: Good, good few times.
0: Oh, okay. Just for the story.
2: Yeah, I strike. mean, as, as, as long as there's no, like, tension for something beyond that.
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh uh-huh. got you. Then, yeah. And what was yours again, I uh, A man started changing in front of me because he thought I was a boy. That seems true. That yeah, seems that like a happened. Civil War
2: story. For sure that, that seems happened. like a Civil <laughs> War reenactment
0: story. <laughs> it, was, it did happen at a Civil War reenactment, yeah. <laughs> I was sitting by the fire, and he came up and was like, Hey, what's your name? And I said Ambrose and like, my boy voice. And he's like, Oh, yeah, nice to meet you, Ambrose. And he sat down and fucking took his pants off. And I, like, looked over and I saw... Just his bare ass legs, like quickly, and I was like, "Ooh!" I like averted my gaze immediately, yeah, out of respect because I didn't want to see shit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that happened. I huh. guess that's one of the occupational hazards of successfully tricking people.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I'm really proud that mine, you guys weren't sure. I'm glad I came up with yeah. A good one. It
0: was that outrageous, definitely.
1: But like, yeah, yeah. Listen, there's a whole side of me you guys don't know. You'll never find the bodies. Did
0: oh, we say that while we were recording in the beginning?
1: Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, don't worry about it, guys. Okay.
1: All right. So, I guess going to the sign off. Oh, boy, this is just a lot today. <laughs> yeah, we did it, guys. It's been an emotional roller It has
0: been. An... Thank you, guys, so much for listening. I-, I hope you were able to gauge some level of the emotional turbulence we're experiencing as individuals here today. I hope this was somewhat informative. And entertaining. Uh, it, it surely, if you lasted
1: up until that last chunk. Uh, it, uh, it listen, if you made it through those death growls that lasted like ten minutes.
0: I mean, rest in peace. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry about your tinnitus.
1: Please, <laughs> please, let us know how much you loved I Ima's death growls in the comments below. Please validate me. I was making an honest attempt. Yeah. I don't, I don't like to fail at things, so...
0: If I did poorly, just lie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Only positive Only comments. Posi-
0: I don't. I don't take constructive criticism. Only positive <laughs> criticism,
1: please. Do you take constructive criticism? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. All
0: right. This has been uncommon sense. I don't know. If, I, I just don't know. I just don't know. I don't know if this is the ninth episode or the fourth episode. Yes, <laughs> Can we just there is about our there rates? is
1: uncommon sense AU. Yeah. There is an alternate universe. There is uncommon sense lost in the ether. <laughs> Freaking Schrodinger's episodes. The episodes both exist and well, do God. not exist at the same time.
0: Uncommon sense colon Schrodinger
1: Schrodinger's podcast as you a know, bonus. If we wind up recovering them, like way down the road somehow, like mm-hmm. we've already done a bunch of episodes, we mm-hmm. should do. Just Schrodinger's episodes. The lost the, tapes. Yeah, the yeah. lost tapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright. Anyway,
0: well. thank you guys for listening. I am your disobedient servant, I'm A.
1: And I'm intellectually distunted. Distunted? <laughs>
2: <Just> <laughs> I'm a body. God damn it, JT! We
0: gotta take his microphone away. <sighs>
2: Good night, guys. Oh, wait, what was the sound?
0: Mm. Um, you pretty much did it.